And you are listening to the Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast, a podcast dedicated to all of the monsters, mythology, bumps and goops and goblins and witches of the television series Supernatural, which is going to be into its 14th season at the time of this episode's being aired, as this is our Halloween episode. Happy Halloween, everybody, in 2018, and thank you for returning to the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm Mel Heflin, his co-host. In the studio with us as well is the co-owner, proprietor of Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts, the shop that has been the underwriter for Radio, uh, the Radio Horror Network for about a year now, which you can find down on Route 9 in Natick just before you hit Wellesley. They're open Monday through Sunday, or contact them on their website at wickedchronic.com. We have Beverly in the studio with us. Hi, Chris. Hi, Mel. Hi. Uh, so there's your there's your whole spot right there. All right, there you go. <laughs> and she can tell you a little bit more about what's happening at Wicked Chronic in the month of in the month of Halloween as we discuss witches and episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about several episodes of Supernatural, uh, but we picked. Uh, we're going to start with the first time witches ever appear on Supernatural, and Mel has the episode synopsis for us. That would be season three, episode nine, Malleus Maleficarum. I believe it's pronounced. Sam and Dean travel to Massachusetts, where they discover a coven of witches that has killed two people. Despite warnings, they confront the head witch, who reveals Ruby's past. Yes, uh, just because we're not going to get into too much of who Ruby was, uh, we've talked about it before. Ruby was the demon played by uh, two different actresses, one of which actually became uh, the wife of uh, Sam in real life. Yeah, I think her name is Genevieve. Genevieve, uh, yeah, uh, Genevieve uh, Padalecki. Yes. She, the first person to play Ruby, by the way, uh, would go on to be in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, as well as playing the Black Canary on Arrow currently. I loved her as Ruby. But this is the first time we encounter witches. Um, Witches have appeared on Supernatural in, I actually had... Uh, the list of episodes up here. Description, classification, powers, tools, appearances. Okay. So, which has appeared in this episode, Malus Maleficarum. It's a great pumpkin, Sam Winchester. Chris Angel is a douchebag, which uh, guest starred Barry Bosdwick from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, The Curious Case of Dean Winchester. Swap Meat from Season 7. Shut Up, Dr. Phil. Repo Man. Season 8. A Little Slice of Kevin. Man's Best Friend with Benefits. 
Season 10, Soul Survivors, Girls, 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 which is a very favorite episode. The Things We Left Behind, There's No Place Like Home, About a Boy, The Executioner's Song, Paint It Black, Inside Man, Book of the Damned, The Weather Project, Dark Dynasty, The Prisoner, and Brother's Keeper, all featured witches. Season 11, The Bad Seed, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, The Devil in the Details, Love Hurts, Hell's Angels, We Happy Few, Alpha and Omega. Season 12, Mamma Mia, The, Lo- the Foundry, Lotus, Degarding Dean, Family Feud, Twins and Twine, and Tasha Baines. Season 13, War of the Worlds, Various, uh, various and Sundry Villains, Funerella, Beat the Devil, Ec- and Exodus. And in upcoming season 14, uh, Unhuman Nature. And apparently there's going to be an episode called Bobby Singer's Guide to Hunting. I can't wait for that, considering that's actually a novel that you can pick up. No, sorry, not a novel, but a diary written by uh, the fictitious character of Bobby Singer in the world of Supernatural. Very oh my akin... god, I'm so stoked. Yeah, very akin to, by the way, the, the Journal of John Winchester, which you can currently pick up right now. And it's written in the words of John Winchester. And if you read the entire book, by the way, it acts as a prequel up to the first episode of season one. So... But one of the reasons we we brought Beverly into the studio with us is she is a practicing Wiccan witch. That's correct. Yes. And we had you on for the uh, Great Pumpkin episode to talk a little bit about the... uh, what you do at Halloween time, and we said we'd, we'd bring you back to talk a little bit, uh, a lot, as you being uh, the practicing Wiccan onto the show with us to educate, edumacate us. Edumacate. I'm edumacate. Happy, happy to be here. Yes. Did you watch any of the Rowena episodes, uh, Mel? The ones that I could figure out, I skimmed through and I looked for them, but it's it's not obvious looking at the episodes which ones she's in. I had the same problem. Yeah, there's only a few episodes okay. that actually deal with her backstory, but um, I think if you went to like the Supernatural Wiki, uh, you could probably uh, come up with like all the Rowena episodes and they would list them, including any of the ones where she was just the straight up villainous versus when she was just like, oh, she's the you know, goofy character that helps Sam and Dean once in a while. Um, 90%... I do continually watch the show on pretty much a loop because <laughs> I'm that girl. So I think I'm pretty familiar with some of her backstory. Most of the witches that appeared on Supernatural do die. Um, borrowers, the naturals, the students, an unknown classification of witches. That's horrifying. Pretty much killed off because they're bad. <laughs> or they they were involved with like a bad person and they, were, they had to die, unfortunately. <laughs> Sarah Gamble, by the way, was the producer of this episode that the first premiered Witches, and Sarah Gamble would go on to be showrunner of Supernatural in season six and seven, which are not the most beloved seasons of the show. But she's now actually the co-creator of The Magicians, which is a sci-fi uh, channel series, which is basically adult Hogwarts. That sounds really cool. I've got to see that. Uh, no, I've only watched the first episode, so I'm I can't say too too much. Um, the guy who played, the tall African-American actor who plays the alpha vampire on Supernatural, who's basically the first vampire, uh, would be like the head of the magician's school in The Magicians. But uh, it looked okay in the first, I mean, again, I've only seen the first episode of season one, so I, I don't have too much to go on. But uh, Netflix is about to launch their own magician witch style show with um, The Magic Order which is currently a comic book right now by Image Comic Book. So they put the comic book out ahead of the show being released in October. But it looks really cool. I will recommend not watching it with anyone under the age of 18 because the comic book uh, second issue has a massive BDSM orgy in it. Oh. (laughs) 
and is chock full of nudity. So, All right, so be warned. Yeah, be warned. This is not the show you should be watching with your kids. But uh, we were talking about online, and Mel, I'm not sure if you were aware, Sabrina is coming back. I am. I, I saw something about that, as well as a new series. I'm not sure if it's going to be the same as Sabrina the Teenage Witch, or if it's going to be something completely different. Um, this, but, is ba- this is based on the 2014 comic book series, The Chilling Sa- Adventures of Sabrina, which yes. unfortunately was... Left in hiatus hell by Archie comic books. Uh, we were supposed to get, like, more issues, but it kind of... It, they never said it was canceled. Just the team behind it, unfortunately, went on to other things. Um, most most notably, um, Vampironica and uh, Jughead the Wolfman. Because there's two other supernatural kind of Archie comic books out there. Uh, where Veronica becomes a vampire and Jughead becomes a werewolf. Uh, but the people behind Riverdale, which is on the CW, which is like the Twin Peaks meets Archie Comics kind mm-hmm. of TV series, are yeah. the producers of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So exciting. Yes. And they said that there is a huge possibility for a crossover between the two. However, people have said, how is that possible, considering Sabrina is actually going to take place in the 1950s when she was created. Yeah. And Riverdale takes place in current 20 20- present day 2018 right. Right. so the the rumor is is that uh if the the riverdale crew would go to investigate sabrina's house and sabrina would be of course a, an immortal witch she'd always yeah. look like she's 16 years old so that's how there could potentially be a crossover because that they're and if you remember the original sabrina the teenage witch she was an immortal when yeah. she turned 16 i don't know how long she's gonna be 16 for because she eventually goes off to college and, right and melissa joan hart didn't look exactly the same when she was in the sabrina college years versus the first season when she was supposed to be 16. So, are witches yeah. immortal, Bev? Uh, ask me in about a hundred years. You know, <laughs> where does all that come from? I've never heard that witches are immortal, so I don't know. That's all Hollywood. Yeah, that's totally Hollywood. Witches are immortal, um, unless you're talking um, karma and coming back lifetime after a lifetime. Do you think some writer probably took that as their interpretation to go, hey, let's create this plot device where witches are immortals because they they call on Sabrina and they call on this show too, uh, Supernatural, they call, you know, like Sam and Dean and regular people mortals. Yeah, I, maybe they're, I don't, I'm not sure. I've never heard that witches are immortal. They can be killed by fire. They can be killed by drowning. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are many ways that witches have been killed throughout history, um, factually. Factually, yes. So, I mean, and there are a ton of other ways you can kill a witch um, through mythology. And Hollywood, of course, you know, throw water on her and she'll melt, right? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Mel, how do they kill the witches? How do they, they don't so much, the witches kind of do themselves in, right, in this episode because of the, the pact they made with the demon by accident? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well... The first witch died supernaturally from uh, screwing up a spell that she was casting on somebody to uh, her ex-boyfriend or lover, affair, whatever. Um, Right, I forgot about that. The husband was having an affair. Yeah, and uh, she's sitting there over uh, doing the spell over her altar, and all of a sudden her wrists slice themselves open with an invisible knife. Correct. Now... The it must be something very again I, I'm just gonna call it Hollywoodish. 
Um, witches do not dress, uh, put on the black sexy lingerie before doing a spell, do they, Beverly? Um, <laughs> honestly, if that's your thing and that's what you need to become an alpha state, what witches call alpha state, mm-hmm. which is an enlightened state or a more hyper-focused state, absolutely go with it. Props. All the things that we use, the cauldron, the athme, the incense, the crystals, all of those things, all those tools are to help us focus our intention and kind of um, guide the energy where it needs to go for a spell. So, oh. yeah, if, if you want to dress up in lingerie and fishnet stockings and a bustier, go right ahead. Oh, okay. See, I thought that was just a thing for the episode to make this witch look sexy before they killed her off. Well, probably for the you know for the show, but in real life, absolutely anything goes. You can be oh, naked okay. or completely dressed, completely covered. Not like in the witch at the end of the movie, they're like uh, they go to the bonfire when they induct the new girl in the one who basically you know her family was accusing her of witchcraft after they lost their her baby brother. Um, they're all completely naked, like twirling around the fire on the on the broomsticks. Do you remember that? No, I don't. But that's called sky clad, um, oh. twirling around on the broomstick. There's there's a lot of um, embellishment um, to most of those legends. You never saw the witch? I don't think so. Oh my God, I'll let you borrow my copy. It's really good. It's about a family that gets shunned out of Salem for. Do you did you see the witch mail? I did. Okay, why did they get shunned out for in the beginning of the movie? It does not say, like, at all. Yeah, they do something, and it's like, you know, shunning time, so they have to go live in the farm, and then, like, she's playing peekaboo with her bravey brother, and then he just disappears. And, like, it I hit... did see that. Okay, yeah. That movie was fucked up. It was it was disturbing. Yeah. yeah. Especially considering that, like, you figure out who she's talking to is, like, Satan. <laughs> yeah. That was that was. An, I don't remember them flying at the end. I oh yeah, like at the end when dancing. her whole family is dead, she's got nothing left. So what right. does she do? She she completely yeah. disrobes. She walks out into the forest, and the witches are are like ring around ring around the rosies, around the on the around the campfire, holding hands. And next thing you know, they're on broomsticks or whatever, like in ecstasy, writhing around the flames or whatever. And she's like lifting off the ground with them, and then it, the movie cuts to black. Uh. The yeah. sacrifice. The sacrifice has been made. The so whole family, the yeah. Family, absolutely. Well, that's an example of, of the opposite of what most rich, witches believe, which is harm none, ah. first and foremost. So has there ever been a case of witchcraft being used to harm somebody? Of course. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Of course. Do you know of any you can example you can give us? No, not um, wait, off the top of my head. I'm not outing my friends. Are you? No, I didn't say your friends. (laughs) I just meant like in history. Like you, I'm sure you've heard stories or something, crimes committed, like crimes that Sue, Sam, and Dean would investigate. Not like that. No, nothing malicious. I don't run in those types of circles. Most of the witches that I know are really into love spells, um, and really, it's got to be for the good of all. Um, harming none because if you start dabbling in black or even gray magic there's the threefold law it's coming back to you three times as bad so what's the difference between black and gray magic black and gray um well black is outright to harm someone you know you're you're you want revenge on an ex-boyfriend who's cheated on you or something like that that would definitely fall under the realm of black magic you're consciously out to harm someone Gray magic is more like, 
you want something for yourself and you kind of work a spell that may not be very specific and the outcome might not be exactly what you're looking for. So you're looking for a new job and you, you think that you want this amazing job and you work spell towards this amazing one particular job to get there and find out, oh my God, it's a terrible fit. Absolutely terrible fit. Um, I forgot where I was going with this, sorry. You were, you were talking about the difference between black and gray magic. Oh, okay. Um, so that would be an example of gray magic. So say someone got fired mm -hmm. so that you could get that job. That would be an example of gray magic. What about, um, what type of magic would you use if you want the outcome of, let's say, a trial to go the way you want it to go for justice? It doesn't really work that way. It doesn't? No. 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 Sorry, Mal, I tried. What you can do, though, is... I appreciate it. A few rituals um, and really concentrate on the end result, what you want. I mean, what is, what, is the, what is it that you want out of this trial, whether it be money or whether it just be justice? Um, envision that justice at the end. Without going into too many details, uh, and I, I would leave that totally up to Mel, but there's a, there's a, uh, there's a, uh, there is a um, there's an outcome I'm sure Mel wants to involve justice and mm -hmm. I, it, it and I was and I was curious I was thinking about that earlier today when I was watching this episode um, because there are episodes of Supernatural where witches use their powers for justice even though they're doing black magic demon you know dealing stuff or whatever they they're doing it for the reasons they believe to be right and Sam Dean let it go because you know they were wrong in such a horrible way usually depending on you know use your imagination what it happened to be so they don't kill the witch usually because they're all about killing the witch because the witch is no different than like a vampire or a ghost to them because most of the witches they encountered have always been bad and always been you know about trying to hurt people because they use like hex bags to stick under like you know someone's bed or something yeah I, i've seen them um and those those are real you can use a hex bag you can enchant an object absolutely i got some from new orleans yeah yeah they're they can be quite um useful they have their place um but again your intention it's all about intention chris what's in your hex bag mel Oh, it was, uh, I never opened it, but... Oh, you never it, opened it? Okay. Just good luck, yeah. Uh, is it bad to open it? Open a hex uh, Yeah. Well, it, it was, like, sewn shut. Oh, that, that, well, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm not, like, no, you can... No, she okay. can open it. It's, right. just, it's probably sewn shut just to make sure everything stays put. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. maybe you open it, it, like, loses its... No. No, magical... it doesn't lose its intention. Okay. They call them mojo bags. Mojo bags. It's, it's a hex bag. Yeah. Do you, um, are, are hex bags used for good or bad purposes? Again, it's all about intention, my dear. Okay. So if you have charged that hex bag and performed a spell okay. around it yeah. that is intended to harm someone, yeah, it could, it could definitely um, do the job. But watch out because they're coming, it's, that negative energy is coming back to you three times as bad. They use uh, hex bags a lot in Supernatural because Sam and Dean are always on the lookout for them. When they then they learn there's a witch involved, they they find a hex bag. In the episode, it's the Great Pumpkin, Sam Winchester, where they counter Sam Hain. They uh, Castiel finds the hex bags because they you know witches in town trying to raise Sam Hain up, and um, the hex bag is filled with like all sorts of different stuff like rabbit's teeth and there was a baby finger I think in that one. Yeah, oh, and they like a lock of their hair. They need obviously a lock or some type of DNA from Sam or Dean, um, and uh, do you put anything in a hex bag? Because I don't know anything about hex bags other than what I've seen in fiction. So what can you put in a hex bag? Um, well, I don't like calling them hex bags. Let's oh, call okay. them spells because you're, you're working a spell or an enchantment. So a hex bag um, is, a, is a 
Hollywood I, Hollywood term. I, no, it isn't. It isn't. Okay. Um, it's just a matter of preference. Okay. I don't prefer hexes. I think you are the has. complete expert on this show. No. So <laughs> on this subject, so I don't know anything. Everything I have is going to come from books and fiction and the internet and television and and whatever I've learned from the Wizard of Oz. So <laughs> <laughs> so you correct us when we say something like whatever, and you're like no, 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 no. <laughs> Well, it's perfectly fine. It's, a, it's an acceptable term. It's just not one that I choose to use. Okay. Um, so everything in your spell bag should be related to your spell. For instance, if you're casting um, a spell for love, you would have a crystal that has been known to attract love energy, like, um, for instance, a rose quartz. Um, definitely going to have some herbs in there. Uh, and probably some that have been anointed with oils. Um, it's possible that you have a lock of hair, although I'm not crazy about about personalizing it that much. I think that some witches focus far too much on the details of their outcome instead of really focusing on their outcome. Um, hmm. Because we don't always know what we want or what's best for us. Sometimes you've got to let the universe kind of step in and, and guide you a little bit. When you were in New Orleans, Mel, what uh, what interesting uh, witchcraft stuff did you encounter? Or was it mostly voodoo? Because I know that's big down there. Yeah, it was, it was mainly voodoo, which is apparently derived from Christianity. I found that out in the voodoo museum. I found that very, very fascinating. But there was one spell shop that was run by some pagans. And it was full of everything from intention candles to the mojo bags and even like homemade soaps that had been blessed. Um, they didn't have voodoo dolls or anything like that. Those were very like novelty trinket like from the, the fun voodoo shops. Um, I think voodoo will be like an entire other episode that we we can cover at some point in the future because Sam and Dean do encounter uh, voodoo, uh, good and bad versions of it. That would be fun. Yeah. A little segment we always like to do here on Supernatural Creatures and Lore was, is, what is the creature in question that Mel has played in a movie? And Mel, what was the movie you played a witch in that you told me about? It's called Spook Detail, The Case of Witches 3. And I played one of the three witches. That's pretty cool. She played a witch in a movie. That's awesome. Yeah. We uh, we have a different... We have a, no, that's fine. Okay, so tell us about the uh, character you played and what did you do in the movie and how did you die? Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> you usually die in most of your films. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think I died. No, I didn't die in this one. Oh, you one. didn't die in this one. All right. Did you uh, Did you get to kill anybody? Um, yes, actually. Were you a good beginning. witch or were you a bad witch, like the one with the monkeys? <laughs> well, in this movie, um, which is actually free to watch on Vimeo, go to my Facebook page, the movies album, and it's 
got a picture of me as the wit- as a witch. And do yourself a favor, stick a stick a link up on the Supernatural Creatures and Lore uh, group page for everyone to check out you as a witch. I'll do that. Um, it, what's the rating on this movie, by the way? <laughs> oh, it's it's got a sex scene and it's got nudity. With you? Yes. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Is it as bad as when you fucked the werewolf, or a little less than that? Slightly less than that. Okay, okay, that's fine. We The previous episode, we talked about werewolves, and Mel ha- let us know that there is a sex scene with a werewolf in a movie with her. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Little bestiality never hurt anybody. <laughs> so, uh, oh my gosh, there was actually like a Shakespearean chant in the beginning that we were saying over our food. We were cannibals in the movie. Do you remember the chant? Can you give us a little piece of it? Oh my gosh, I would have to look it up, but it's it was so fun because <laughs> was it the three boil, of us boil, all boil, chanting boil. at the same time, and it just I got chills when we all did it together. Was it boil, boil, toil, and trouble? I think that might have been involved from Macbeth. Maybe. Okay, because the witches were in Macbeth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's one of the most well-known chants. Have either one of you ever seen a movie, which I've talked about excessively in my other podcast, called Mother May I Sleep with Danger? No. Okay. So let's fast let's fast back to 1996 and try to remember where you were in 1996. Uh, there was a movie on Lifetime, the Man Hate Channel, as I like to call it, because men are normally ever not ever sorry men are only ever portrayed as rapists, murderers, thieves, and cheating husbands, the cheating abusive husbands on that channel. As well they should be, apparently, according to some people. Anyway, so this movie starring Tori Spelling in 1996, where she brings home the hunky boyfriend that her mother finds out is not only um, the best boyfriend in the world, but he's also a serial killer. Dun, dun, dun. Fast forward to 2016 with a movie produced by James Franco. Yes, that James Franco. And Tori Spelling is now playing the mom. And not only does her daughter bring home a uh, another girl, so she finds out, A, her daughter is a <gasps> lesbian in college, oh but she's goodness. also dating a vampire. Of course. <laughs> and James Franco is in the movie. He plays the producer of a play in, at her college, and he casts her as Macbeth. Not Lady Macbeth, but as as Macbeth himself. So there's all these... And no, he does not gender swap the entire cast. He only cast her in the gender swap of the role. So she has all these pseudo kind of lesbian scenes with all these women because there's a lot of, like, you know, touchy-feely stuff in Macbeth. And uh, the guy that is in the play with her, who's like the dorky kind of, like, guy in love with her that doesn't get the hint to go that frick away... Um, decides to take it upon himself to almost nearly date rape her, and then gets brought into the coven of witch, uh, sorry, vampires by the head vampire who wanted to recruit her with her lesbian lover. Her lesbian lover was sent in to bring her into the fold of evil lesbian vampires, but since that didn't work out, they went after the guy who nearly date raped her. <laughs> because, you know, what is not vampirism but rape in general? <laughs> I was like watching this movie going, what the hell? I died. I I really want to watch it now for uh, the film dungeon commentary series I do, where we basically, you know, do a commentary through the whole movie and either trash it or absolutely love it. And I want to do both movies back to back. (laughs) And Tori Spelling, of course, is just like, you can't take this girl. Is it because I'm gay, Mom? No, it's because she's a vampire. And she's like, okay, whatever, Mom. You just don't want to accept me because I'm gay. It's like, it's not that, honey. Wow. 
<laughs> in the end, by the way, she runs off with her lesbian vampire lover on the run after her mom is killed by the coven of evil vampire bitches, and she becomes like the, uh, I don't think she becomes a vampire, but I think she becomes the meal on wheels for her lesbian lover. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the uh, the the uh, th- this relates back to the episode in question, but uh, your uh, description of being in the Macbeth as the witches reminded me of of, of that. Um, you can find both movies on a double disc DVD at Best Buy for like nine ninety nine. <laughs> wow. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, did you dress up in the movie as like the typical witch with the pointy hat, or no? Did you have green no, skin? It was quite different. Um... It it was almost like lingerie. Oh, okay. Um, not quite lingerie, but very like flowy, ethereal fabric draping. And I think I had both boobs out the whole time. Wow. <laughs> All right, skin to win. Yeah. I have both boobs out right now, so don't feel bad. Excellent. She doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I, we, there wouldn't be much of a conversation on my end. Do you? Uh, where does the pointy hat come from? Uh, I don't know. I th- I think the cone of power. I think it represents um, oh, that makes sense. Okay. the cone of power and raising that. Again, that's getting into that alpha state that I was oh, talking yeah, no, about yeah. earlier. Um, I'm all about the alpha state. I'm the alpha male in my house. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Rob the alpha, state, alpha male in your house? <laughs> uh, possibly. If there is an alpha male in my house, it would definitely in be. In your alpha. business, he is the alpha male. Yes. Yeah, he's the only That's male. That's what I meant. Yes. So. <laughs> now, Rob isn't your husband. No. Uh, the co- co-owner of, of Wicked, Wicked Chronic. Chronic. He's not a witch or a practicing Wiccan, right? No. No, no okay. he is not. So he's just all about the weed. He's all about the weed, yes. Rob is into... Uh, <laughs> Star in- Wars and weed and the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, he's a big comic book. Uh, guy, I'm I'm the horror buff, and he's the comic book. Gotcha. Okay. Um, there was a, there's a there's a there there's a comic book um, I highly recommend anyone listening to check out called Tarot Witch of the Black Rose, and I brought a copy into your store. Uh, the husband wife team that work on it, the husband uh, for everything I've gathered, I never actually asked him directly, um, but I've, every post I've ever seen of his on Facebook and social media never indicates that he is into witchcraft but the wife definitely is because all the lore and everything comes like her post are a lot about like the goddess and yada 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 and stuff like that and i think like a lot of like the spells that they put in there are her own design and stuff and then he does all the pretty naked nude artwork um this comic book is not safe for work by the way ladies and gentlemen it is chock full of tits and ass and nudity and uh female anatomy drawn respectively by the way so it is uh but it's all about like you know nudity not being like ashamed upon in fact and the two main characters in it well two of the main characters in it, excuse me taro and his sister raven hex or whatever talk about having grown up growing up in in, in salem you know and then being prominent witches and then still feeling outcast as teenagers and then when their 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 body started developing they got you know heavily picked on for having you know larger than larger than Normal women in real life breasts wouldn't normally have, let's just say, because they're comic book characters. But a lot of that stuff comes from uh, one of the two creators, because she had to deal with a lot of that when she was growing up. So the husband took a lot of that and put it into the story. And when they came on the show, I asked him, like, you know, a big question everyone's always asked, why the hell is everyone naked and the women have such ginormous breasts in this comic book all the time? And she answered that question for me, because it was like, you know, a big question when I announced they were coming on the show you know, everyone is always asking because their comic book is extremely adult. Oh, sorry, mature. It's not adult. Mm. It's very mature. So, 
And they fight like dragons and killer mermaids and vampires and all sorts of other creatures in Salem, Massachusetts. So, but they also, uh, when there's a season of some type of thing in the witch community happening in real life, they put it into the comic. Nice. So if you read it, you can actually pick a, pick out a lot of the stuff, and they ne- I almost never hear complaints about like, well, that's not true. You know what I mean? It's like they put some real stuff in there along with all the fiction. That's fantastic. So that it, that way it makes it more coherent, and people who actually are practicing Wiccans, you know, respect the book more. And the third main character is the husband of uh, Tarot. His name's John. He uh, is uh, known as the Skeleton Man because he works in a graveyard and he talks to ghosts. So. Oh. Yeah, but they also do uh, a spell. In like every single issue of the comic book, there's a spell that you can do. I love it. Yeah. That's fantastic. I've got to check this out. Yes, definitely. You've got to buy it and trade paperback. Um, what else can you tell us about witches and Wiccan and stuff that we haven't talked about? Um, I don't know. What else do you we want to know? We can always talk about the major difference <laughs> between supernatural and uh, normal Wiccans and Pagans. Yes. You watched some episodes before you came came into the studio, you said, right? I now. did. Okay. I mean, the, ob- the most obvious difference, like I said, is intention. Um, most witches, at least the ones that I know of, um, only practice good magic. We don't, we don't want to hurt anybody. And generally, that's the last line of your spell. If it doesn't already say it, it should say, According to free will and the good of all, and that it doesn't harm anyone. And that's how you should always end your spell. So that's the um, number one difference between the witches on Supernatural. Um, they always, they're always making packs with demons, too. And they're always making packs with demons, yeah. Um, demons. Well, the witches I've ever known don't even believe in a hell. Yeah, there are no demons. We don't really, there's no Lucifer, there's no demons, there's no devil. Um, I believe the, there are similarities between the devil and one of the pagan gods, Kernunos, um, the horned god. Mm-hmm. So, but that's really as far as it goes. I mean, he's a fertility god. He's a masculine god. He represents the male side of, of deities. Where did warlocks come from? Because like in a lot of places in fiction, like uh, as an example, any cartoon that uses witches and warlocks, they say warlock is the male witch. Like... Uh, does anyone remember Scooby Doo, the Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo with Vincent Price? I do. Uh, okay, yes. so Vincent Price was called a warlock on that show, and he he said that war- witches are females and warlocks are men, and warlocks are basically male witches. Where does that come from? Because that's not true. Um, I I don't know where the word warlock came from. I'd have to look that up. Um, but no, generally witches are witches, male and female. It's an ambidextrous word. Okay. Um, but where does what 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 is a warlock? I don't know. I, I mean, I, traditionally, whenever I've heard the word warlock, I just assume that's a male witch. It's just kind of like saying tomato, tomato. Some people have just accepted that that's, that's what you call a male witch, just to differentiate between the two, perhaps. The actual definition of warlock is a man who practices witchcraft slash sorcerer. Sir, sorcerer. Sorcery. Sorcery. Have either one of you ever heard of the film series, and there are 14 entries in it, called Witchcraft? Yes, yes. Uh, I think there's actually more than that. I no, actually 14th was the final one coming that came out in 2016. That was the final one? Yeah, that was the final one 2016. They are basically, oh. for anyone not familiar with it, a TNA extravaganza direct-to-video since 1988. The film series has lasted since 1988 until 2016, and there is a 15th 
episode. Uh, sorry, six, there are six. You're right, Mel. There are sixteen. Um, there, are, there is a seventeenth movie currently in development, and it's basically like witches who want stuff for themselves. The cover box or the poster art will always be a woman who's never in the movie, who's in like barely covered lingerie with a man or another woman they're embracing or doing something somewhat PG looking sexually because they got to sell it, to, they got to put it out there. It's by the same producer as uh, the Camp Blood series that I actually worked on. Right. And if you never want to watch these movies ever, which I don't ever recommend because they are god freaking awful and impossible to sit through, I recommend looking up Witchcraft um, Obscura Lupa Presents on YouTube. This woman has reviewed every single one of these pieces of shit films. And she is hilarious in her reviews watching them. So you basically can get the plot line. There is a running continuity within these films a little bit. But it's basically a just a non-stop, like, women who want power for themselves. They worship some demon. There's a detective involved that's going to try and stop them. There's a lot of nudity at some point in the movie. A lot of, like, you know, Showtime Skidamax uh, not quite triple X, but it's kind of you know it's it's obscuring the certain body parts, but as long as we show the the boobs and the butts or whatever mm-hmm. type of films, and they keep making these movies. Well, they keep making Sharknado too, so no, that's ending finally. Is it? Yeah, this year was the final year. Oh, Rob will be so disappointed. <laughs> Why he actually likes those? Oh my God, yeah, uh, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. What do you got coming up in uh, for the month of October while the, when this episode airs uh, for Halloween related stuff at your shop? Um, not sure. I know we're gonna be doing a lot of tarot readings. We're probably gonna get on Miss Susan. We're gonna do some CBD um, specials. But I think we we might be launching what's called a weed and read, which is really cool. So because we have a cannabis um, theme to our store as well as the Wicked, that's the Chronic and Wicked Chronic. Um, and because cannabis can help relax you, alter your perception, and um, maybe even make it easier for certain energies mm-hmm. to come down and make uh, the tarot cards more explicit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're trying to weed and read, I think, in the month of October. It'll be very sporadic and by appointment only. I'm going to be um, getting. Uh, I have. Uh, I found out I might need surgery coming up. Oh no! Yeah, it's just corrective surgery. I don't want to get too much into the details, but it's still going to be a pain in the ass recovering from it. So I will definitely be uh, possibly purchasing some edibles to instead of just the uh, whatever they happen to give me for over the counter narcotics. I'll so hook you up. You yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I've been waiting for, to get a full time job in order to eat the stuff that you already gave me because I didn't want to worry about drug tests. Now it's all over. I can actually have it. Woo. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but the uh, are you doing anything in Salem coming up because uh, it's Halloween? No, 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 I don't. I try and stay out of Salem. It's crowded enough up there, and uh, you know what? We just no. I need to launch this new store. So that's really uh, where we're looking to launch a second store out in Western Mass. I'm looking for a location right now. We we're going not to, in Springfield, hopefully. Um, probably not in Springfield, Good. although I'm not ruling it out don't, entirely. Don't set up the in Springfield. You want to be knocked over? You want to get knocked over? Set up in Springfield. Springfield is a shit town. Well, you're in a good town right now. There's the crime rate of Natick is very low, thankfully. You know, it's pretty much not. I wouldn't say it's non-existent, but it's a it's a good town. But Springfield is horrible. 
it is one of the worst towns in Massachusetts. I mean, I've never gone to Springfield where I didn't, like, nothing ever happened to me, but I have not been witness to some just crap. Have you ever been to Holyoke? Yeah. Okay. Well, how do you think that compares? Because that's my, that's actually my first choice. I want to be in Holyoke. It's my hometown. Oh. Okay. And I would love to launch. As long as you don't set up in Lawrence. <laughs> or North Andover after what happened to that. Right? Oh, Jesus Christ. For anyone not familiar, and this the, the time of this episode airs in October, that we will hopefully, uh, everything will have been restored, but uh, there were 25 houses burned to the ground uh, on this, in Friday in, on uh, September. Uh, no, September 16th, 15th, 14th, 13th. September 13th, um, which is not a Friday the 13th, by the way. It was a Thursday. 25 houses burned to the ground due to a gas explosion, and the entire town of Lawrence had to be evacuated. It was was horrible. Um, Surrounding towns connected to to the town of Lawrence, uh, you know, the borders had to be evacuated as well, but there were at, like every home, every business, or whatever they they said expect if you could turn off the gas in your house, just turn it off and get out. But they evacuated the town itself. It was horrible. Um, There's so many people without power and everything. I mean, I know what, there was a lot of stuff that was happening in Florida at the time that we were recording this. But um, I and I feel sorry for those people, but I'm more concerned about what's going on in Massachusetts. That was a that was a that was a, a god disaster. This is a man disaster because the uh, gas company is being heavily investigated now because the 25 homes were flattened due to it just exploding. So, what do you plan on doing for Halloween, uh, Mel, to bring this episode back up to a higher note? <laughs> I'm taking the little one trick or treating, and I'm going to eat all his candy. <laughs> What's he going to be this year? He's going to be a pumpkin. Oh, that's adorable. I think my son was a pumpkin his, uh, the first, uh, yeah, he was a pumpkin. I have pictures of him holding a pumpkin in a pumpkin costume. I don't know what my son's going to be this year. Last year he was Gigan for, uh, from Godzilla for Halloween. So I don't quite know what he's going to be yet this year. I haven't even picked out my Halloween costume yet, so. Do you dress up? I do, and I I am not sure what I'm going to be. What were you last year? Because I think I was a phoenix. You were a phoenix, like the bird. Very representative of our year. Yes. Did you have Did you have a picture? The store burned down, and then we rose from the ashes, quite literally. Awesome. I I do, but it was a store bought costume. Oh no, that's fine. But I think when you recorded the last time you came on, it was before you had picked your costume out. So it was, yeah, because you recorded it in. Late September. Mel, do you got anything else for us about witches or any questions you have for Bev before we let her go? I I think we covered a, a good bit. Definitely. Um, the episode for anyone... Co- uh, sorry, the for the... Excuse me, let me start over. By the way, I love it when uh, Dean calls the demon a black-eyed, snaky, uh, skanky hoe. <laughs> 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 the only time you're allowed to call a woman a hoe, a skanky hoe, is when she's a demon, by the way. And no, that's not an allegory, al- uh, 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 al- uh, a metaphor for you hating your wife and you want to call her a skanky hoe. That's the only time you can call your a woman a skanky hoe is when she's a demon. Um, other than that, it's not okay. <laughs> the song that we played at the beginning of the episode was by Screaming Jay Hawkins, I Put a Spell on You, which was, of course, done perfectly by Bette Midler in the movie Hocus Pocus, which uh, is celebrating its 25th anniversary this year. Woo! Yeah, and you can go to Best Buy, uh, Amazon, and Target and pick up a 25th anniversary Blu-ray, which is like filled with bonus material. The one version I really wanted to buy was a steel book Blu-ray case that looks like the book in the movie. And it's been sold out. And the guy will go for like 50 to 70 goddamn dollars on eBay. Wow. It's sold out everywhere. I was pissed. I wish I had pre-ordered it. 
But anyway, I got the. I, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll get over that, and I bought the uh, the Blu-ray, uh, the regular Blu-ray, which has got like commentary and bonus material and stuff like that. So, good kids Halloween movie. With the time we're recording this, a week from now, uh, the house with the clock in its walls comes out, and that's gonna star Jack Black and um, Kate uh, Blanchett, who play a witch and a warlock who live, uh, the, the, the the uncle, played by Jack Black, recently adopts his nephew after his parents are killed, and there's a doomsday clock in the walls of their house that they have to find and stop. And the movie is written by Eric Kripke, who created Supernatural, and directed by Massachusetts native Eli Roth. Awesome. Yeah, a lot of people think this is Eli Roth's uh, segue into children's supernatural horror movies, considering uh, Robert Rodriguez kind of did the same thing. He directed a string of very adult films and then started doing, like, Spy Kids movies. Love Spy Kids. So maybe this is like Eli Roth going to start adapting the John Belair's novels, which are all basically about a young kid who teams up with, like, an older guy or woman, usually a professor or librarian who's a practicing witch or warlock or they just have to be knowledgeable about the supernatural and they have to stop the thing that will bring about the end of the world by the cult the demon the monster or whatever in the story and all of the artwork in these books were written uh drawn by edward gory again a massachusetts native and drawn by john belair uh, sorry written by john belairs also a massachusetts native who actually lived in the same town as eli roth he died in 1991 and then his uh, a fan of his uh brad strickland a writer as well took over his body of work Wow. And uh, the day we're actually recording this, he'll be on the show tonight, uh, awesome. September 16th. So Cool. I've been heavily covering the uh, John Belair's novels because I'm a huge fan of them. And it was my first introduction into, beyond like The Wizard of Oz, John Belair's novels was my introduction into like the world of the supernatural and understanding what like what witchcraft and warlocks and all that stuff is. Maybe not completely understanding it, but learning about it more and more to want to do, you know, read about or watch more fiction or read about read up on it and stuff like that. So, me not being a practicing wiccan, a lot of that stuff kind of goes in one ear and out the other and then, you know, I just refer to experts like you. So, uh my expertise in supernatural happens to be vampires mostly. So, um, but, uh, well, again, thank you, Beverly, for coming into the studio to talk about witches on our Halloween episode of Supernatural Creatures and Lore. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Thanks for having me. Yes, definitely. Um, thank you, Beverly. Don't forget, you can check us out on Twitter at SPN Creatures and Lore, and you can join our group, the Supernatural Creatures and Lore group, on Facebook. Uh, Supernatural Creatures and Lore has a couple months left to go after this episode. We're going to have a November episode, and then we will have a December episode. I don't know what we're going to do for Christmas, considering we already did Angels and we already did the one Christmas episode of Supernatural. So we'll have something planned for the final episode of the year uh, coming up very soon. But don't forget to check us out on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes, and leave us a rating. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys.